Hello, and welcome to the Friday Night Author Roundtable. I'm your host, Chris Baker, and during the next half hour, we'll be speaking with several very talented authors about their newly released books, what their inspiration was for creating their unique stories, and why it would be a great book to read and share with your friends and family. For any Christian single women out there over the age of 35, you've probably heard the comments, you've gotten the glances, uh, you know, but that's all right, you know, and you're not alone. And this book uh, on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, I think, is here to, to drive that point home. The book is called The Singles the Church Forgot by author Alicia May from Christian Faith Publishing. Alicia, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Now, tell everybody a little bit about this book you've written. I wrote this book to bring awareness to the church, so it's filled with antidotes of my own dating experience. Um, I put a comedic into it because I didn't want anyone to think I was bashing the church, but just to bring awareness to how there is a community of women that are over 30 who, are, who may have never been married and how, and how they're perceived as if there's something wrong with them or you're, you're kind of isolated in a way in the church community when you're over 30 and single. It's like, oh, you get those, those looks. So I wanted to write this book to say that, no, we are fulfilled and that we are there to worship God and enjoy His presence just as much as everyone else and, and that we're waiting for the one that God has for us. And But while we're waiting, we're going to enjoy our life and not feel like we're handicapped in some way because we don't have a spouse. Now, what inspired you to write this book? Where did that all kind of start? That actually started for me attending my church's uh, women conference. Every year I go, I, I have a great time. But this particular year, about... There was a session on relationships, and in this session, they had couples that were married, couples that were, whether it was blended families, married for more than 30 years, newly married, divorced, widowed, and then there was the representation for someone who was single, and the person that was single was 19 years old, and I thought to myself, I remember 19, and 19 can't relate to where I am now in my 40s, and a friend that was with me at the conference said, you should be on that panel. So that's what inspired me to really write the book. And that's when I started to like put my thoughts down. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to, to put this book together and to be able to, to share this message? It was actually a really great experience, but they made every step easy. I have to say that I had a really great experience working with Christian Faith Publishing. Now, I have to imagine, of course, the, the target audience is, uh, of course, uh, single Christian women. But this is something where, it, where even Christian single men uh, over the age of 30, 35, uh, they, they might be able to get something out of this as well. I do believe they can. I believe that men go through, I even mentioned this slightly in the book, too, about that men may go through these same experiences that women go through. So I do believe it's relatable, not just to single women. My target audience is to single Christian women, but it also can be applied to women that are not Christians. And it can be applied to men, as well as it can be applied to married women. Because sometimes married women don't realize their subconscious behavior. And I've had friends who are married who read it, and they, they became more aware of how they operate with someone who's not married when they're around their husband. What do you hope is the most important message that, that comes across when the reader reads this book? I think the most important message is, is that you need to enjoy your life while you're single. I want to debunk the myth that singleness forever for a lifetime is a gift. That's not a gift. God didn't call us to be single. That's why he gave Adam a helpmate. 
However, while you are single, you shouldn't be just sitting back saying like, oh God, what are you going to bring that spouse to me? You should be living your best life. And that's the point I wanted to make throughout this book is to enjoy it. Have fun. Make sure that you're enjoying your life to the fullest while you're single because things change once you have someone in your life. Well, I think this is a, a fantastic book and a subject that you don't really uh, see explored all that often. I think this is really going to bring a lot of uh, hope and insight to a, to a lot of singles out there. Uh, the book is called The Singles, The Church Forgot by author Alicia May from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone, uh, pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online at the brick-and-mortar stores as well. Those are just a few of the locations. And uh, Alicia, thanks for being on the show. And thank you for having me, Chris. Have a good one. This next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable going to be a great uh, adventure, a fun adventure for kids. And, of course, I think kids are really going to relate to this story. And I think even adults uh, and uh, parents reading this tune with kids will be able to relate to this as well. The book is called Nate the Nat by author J.W. McCullough from Christian Faith Publishing. J.W., thanks for being on the show. Hey, glad to be here, Chris. Thanks for having me. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about this story you've written. So, Nate the Nat is about this little gnat that, first of all, you know, our impression of gnats are just these annoying insects that just kind of swarm around us. We swat them away. But it turns out, you know, gnats in general have a higher purpose. And then uh, Nate specifically, though, um, is, is kind of questioning himself. He doesn't think he fits in. He's a little rough around the edges. Um, he's a little awkward. You know, he doesn't have a lot a lot of other gnat friends. So he's just kind of an oddball within this, this gnat community up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Now, where did the ins- inspiration for the story come from? Where, where did that kind of start? So uh, we had just had our first child, our son, uh, Benjamin. We were up at the cabin. Uh, again, he's a little baby, and we were sitting there at the fire, and all of a sudden a gnat started buzzing around me. And, um, I, and then I saw uh, my son giggle, and I was like, well, wait a minute. What if gnats aren't just annoying. What if there's a bigger story here? And so as we floored around our cabin, we came across this old rope that when it fell off, we looked in and there's this whole civilization of bugs and gnats and ants and termites. And so that was the genesis. That was the beginning of the story about Nathan Nat and how he has to learn to find God's purpose for him amidst these adventures that he goes on throughout the book. I got to imagine, you know, it's a great message for kids, but is this something that even adults could get something from, and is that kind of what you had in mind when you wrote this? I think so, too. Yeah, so the feedback I've received so far, of course, you know, when you're the author, the first thing you do is once, you know, uh, your book is done, you hand it out to friends and family. And I was actually surprised, Chris, to be honest, by how many, you know, of our adult friends said, wow, you know, that message is so true, uh, even for us in terms of, um, you know, even if you don't think you fit in, you know, God always does have a plan. And sometimes we learn about that, um, in mysterious ways, just like, you know, Nate does with his interaction with, with baby Benjamin up there in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to get this book published and to be able to get this out there? It was great. It was great. They uh, helped me every step of the way. I had uh, predominantly done, you know, a lot of publishing in the nonfiction world. This was my first attempt at um, not only a children's book, but an illustrated children's book. So there's a lot of moving pieces, but Christian Faith uh, really put me at ease, really kind of held my hand through the whole process. And I think the uh, final result, you know, speaks for itself. Yeah, I was going to say, this isn't uh, this isn't your first book with CFP. Uh, talk a little bit about, uh, I know you've got like a Rockin' by Babies. Uh, tell everybody a little bit about that. Yeah, so once Nate and Nat was done and out the door, um, again, as an author, you never know where your inspiration is going to come from. Um, but it turns out, you know, our son Benjamin ha- has been this uh, fountain of uh, inspiration with his little adventures that he goes on. And after we got done with the Nate and Nat story, 
we were down at the playground and my son was playing with his little guitar and uh, there was other kids around. The next thing you know, that led to the inspiration behind what ultimately became Rockin' by Baby. So yes, working with Christian Faith Publishing on that book, uh, the Rockin' by Baby should be going on tour soon uh, once we get wrapped up with that project. And um you know, we'd love to tell you more once we're there. Excited to, to find out more about that. Now, now this book, Nathan, that when when it's all said and done and and, uh, and kids have read it or, or parents are reading it to kids, what, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across uh, when, when people read this? I think what it would be is that there is always uh, a higher purpose at work. So, you know, I guess the encouragement behind it would be if you're just sitting there and you're frustrated and, and things aren't working out well, maybe take a step back. Maybe go on an adventure like what Nate does. Um, but always keep an open mind with, with the people that you meet um, and the experiences you go through. Uh, you'll come out bigger, better, stronger. And um, also, I think you'll you know, have an a appreciation for uh, God's purpose. We're all looking for God's purpose in our life, and I think this is going to be a, a great book to do just that. The book is called Nathan Nat by author J.W. McCulla from Christian Faith Publishing. Get your copy today at Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a, a few of the locations. And uh, J.W., thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Chris. Enjoyed it. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, one of those books, I think, once you're finished reading it, it's going to be one of those transformative books that you'll, you know, look at yourself in a different light afterwards. The book is called What to Do When Hope is Deferred by author Tanya R. Williams from Christian Faith Publishing. Tanya, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Chris. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about this book you've written. It's about the hope that is deferred from things when we've been living when we were younger and there's things we wanted to do and somehow things happen in our lives, a life happening, a parent gets sick, your kids need your help, and you have to quit college. It's the book about giving people biblical hope instead of flesh hope, meaning that hope that's in this world that we have. And that's mainly what it's about, and it grows the believer as they begin to read it, and they develop a great understanding of what they need to do as a believer. It's just hard when you have a lot of things that happen, and that takes care of it once you start reading that book to learn what to do, coping skills. Now, what inspired you to, to write this book? Did you Were you able to draw on uh, some of your own personal experiences? Yes, I was. I had a lot of personal experiences where um, a lot of things I wanted to do in life when I was a teenager, and I can tell you, Chris, none of those things went like I wanted them to. I had a lot of disappointment, but I had to turn to God and to the Bible uh, to get to develop hope, because I didn't have it at first. I was totally without hope. Uh, but I never gave up once I got in the scriptures and the scriptures started teaching my heart. Uh, that's when I started developing real hope and, and not realizing that it wasn't the end of the world when I had hard experiences, just like other people do in this life. But what I developed was like to have a direction, which I didn't have when I was much younger. But as I grew in the scriptures and grew in grace in the scriptures, I began to understand that a lot of things that happened in my life were a part of my growing process. And that's for anybody else, uh, young, old, or middle or in between. It's a growing process. And that's what that book teaches you. And that's what I had to learn a hard lesson about myself. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to, to put this book out there and, and, you know, help people? It was a wonderful experience. Um, those folks are professionals, and um, every curve that I ran into, they, they helped me make it straight as an arrow. And I was grateful for the team. They, they knew exactly what they were doing, and uh, it was a total blessing, the whole process. 
And I would highly recommend Christian Faith Publishing because of that. They knew things I didn't know about publishing that helped me get my book published, and I am very grateful for that. Do you have anything new lined up uh, down the road or anything you're planning on writing in the future? Yes, I've already written another book. I just have to um, go through it and make, make some tweaks in it. It's called uh, The Fallacy of Religion in Churches, and it's about eight chapters. Uh, and it's a really deep book, too, and I believe I will probably hand it over to Christian Faith Publishing as well. Uh, to get that one out. Oh, excellent. Well, we look forward to that. Now, now this book, uh, What to Do When Hope is Deferred, when people read this, what do you hope is the most important message they get uh, from this book? The entire message is that they have to lean on God. They have to lean on His Word. But in order to lean on His Word, you have to study the Bible every day. And that's the main thing that I hope people get out of this book, that you cannot live this life and you're a Christian and not study the Word of God and apply it. And that's the whole thing, because what that, the Bible teaches you is how to live from a biblical perspective, instead of how one thinks or one feels or what somebody else said. When one learns how to live biblically, they are truly living, and that's what I hope people get out of this book. I think this is going to be a, a great resource and a great guide to, to helping people live uh, a more biblical life. And I encourage everyone, pick up your copy today. What to do when hope is deferred by author Tanya R. Williams from Christian Faith Publishing. You can get your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a few of the locations. And Tanya, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. Be blessed. For some of us, it, it always seems like it's something going on, and, and sometimes you just feel like you can't catch a break, and I think that's at the heart of our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable. The book is called One Thing After Another by author Rosemarie Arthur from Christian Faith Publishing. Rose, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Now, tell everybody uh, a little bit about your story. Well, it is actually a true story about my life. I introduced myself and my family and where I grew up, and then this leads to when I spent the night at a friend's house for the first time. And I realized that my family dynamic was much different than the norm as my mother and two of my brothers suffered from mental illness. And I talk about how this affected me growing up. And then this leads to my first marriage and I put a face to what mental and emotional abuse uh, look like. This leads then to the lowest point of my life where I had to deal with actually 10 major life crises all at one time without any support. And it was extreme trauma and how the Lord at that time brought a real angel to me. And I explain in the book what I was thinking and feeling at the time and all about the angel. And I talk about how I um, was able to endure and how God helped me to overcome everything. Now, what inspired you to to take your story and put it down in the book and share this? Because I, I got to imagine it probably had to be at times difficult to, to be able to, you know, relive, uh, you know, some of these uh, events in your mind and to be able to share it. Was that difficult? And what, what made you decide to, to finally put this in a book and share this? Yeah, actually, that is a very good question, because it did take me actually 10 years to do this, because I did have writer's block, because uh, I just, I was not ready to face and relive the trauma that I had went through. But I felt I had something inside of me, and I, I feel it was from the Lord constantly pushing me to say, I want you to do this, I need you to do this. We need to help other people out there and turn these negative things into something positive to be able to help others that are having hardships and give them encouragement and inspiration and to let them know they're not alone and to hopefully just save a soul or save a life. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to, to be able to put this book together and, and to be able to have this to, to share your message? Oh, they are truly a blessing. Uh God sent, for sure. Uh, they are truly amazing. Uh, they have extreme professionalism. They are helpful. They're timely in every step of the process. Uh, they're very experienced professionals in every department. They're editing, their page design, cover, and marketing. 
they cover all of it, and they give you the best opportunity for success. Now, is this something you might like to do again, maybe a, a, another book, a follow-up, or, or do you have anything else you'd like to write about? Oh, absolutely, yes. I actually have one written right now, and it is in editing, and I won't be writing a third. And it's still um, about my life, all true stories, and it's actually a three-book series. Uh, the title of the second book is One Thing After Another and Another, and then the third book will be titled Restored, One Blessing After Another. Now, when people read this book, uh, One Thing After Another, what do you hope is the most important thing that the reader gains from, from reading about your, uh, your story and your experiences? Number one, they're not alone that God loves them, and that whatever they're going through, there's probably somebody else out there that's gone through it too, and to try to give them hope and encouragement to keep going. Like I said, uh, if people are even on the verge of suicide, I hope that my words are powerful enough that they happen to read them and it may save their life, or if they're not saved, that uh, they become saved, or that the Lord just works in wonderful ways. Uh, to just reach out to people in whatever need that might be met for them. You know, we all go through trials and tribulations, and it is always comforting to know that somebody else has gone through something similar or or that, you know, you're not alone and, and that there is hope. And I think people are going to find that kind of hope and more in, in this book and the, the books to come. The book is called One Thing After Another by author Rosemary Arthur from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone pick up your copy today, Amazon.com, Barnes Noble, iTunes, online at the brick-and-mortar stores as well, uh, just a few of the locations. And, Rose, thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. God bless you. Our next book on the Friday Night Author Roundtable, a fascinating story that I'm really excited to to talk more about, and I think everyone's going to enjoy this. The book is called The Long Walk Back Home, A Quest for Freedom by author Douglas Davis from Christian Faith Publishing. Douglas, thank you for being on the show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Now, tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. I uh, spent 21 years teaching on the Navajo Reservation and learning about their history and uh identified that, number one, it, uh, the, the information had never been really revealed that much to the American public, although uh, the Navajo uh, people had, had, had authors who had written uh, some uh, books about this, uh, this uh, event called The Long Walk. However, I, uh, I wanted to uh, also write a book that would be for the Navajo young people to read that covered the events in such a way that they would be knowledgeable about their own history more so, and was asked to do so also by a member of the state school board, a gentleman that I taught with many years ago in the uh, early 80s. From the, the history of the Navajo history and from the uh, primitive skills and stuff like that, is that kind of what you had in mind? This is really kind of a book anybody can pick up and, and enjoy and learn a lot from? Yes, it, it especially is written for all young people, but uh, anyone who loves the out of doors uh, has a uh, desire to learn about history and archaeology and about uh, facts that... Uh, have not been brought to light in uh, in any uh, other area, particularly or, or writing. But uh, uh, it's a it's a multi layered story of uh, history, archaeology, and the facts of uh, this long walk of the Navajo people. And it also is encompasses the use of the Navajo language written correctly for maybe the first time, so that people across the country or world can see what the Navajo language looks like when it's written correctly. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to be able to to have this book published and be able to share this with everyone? I wanted to deal with them because I knew they had uh, a background of 
producing books that were not necessarily just religious in nature, but the second part of the title is about this youngster of the story who is discovering the religious concepts that are popular in the world, his traditional concept of religion, and those learned from his mentors. But it's a fun, fun story that has an ending that's uh, completely different from anything probably ever written before. It's a David and Goliath story that has a special ending. Now, in this book, The Long Walk Back Home, A Quest for Freedom, when, when people read this at the end of the day, what do you hope is the most important message that comes across to the reader? Oh, my, that's a, that's a multi-level uh, question. I want them to learn the historical truth and fact about uh, this uh, concept called the long walk. It's a tragic story that should be learned, and it is too often follows what happened to the other tribes in America as they tried to, the white man and the red man tried to deal with uh, the relationship that has finally, I think, led to a, a compromise amongst the, the different peoples. But it's, a, it's an important story about something that happened to the Navajo people that most people have no idea happened. I'm hoping it'll be a movie someday. We look forward to that and, and hope that uh, becomes a reality. And I tell you what, I encourage everyone, pick up this book. Uh, you know, it's a, a fictional story, but so full of uh, history and, and fact and and uh, a lot. I think there's a lot going on in this book, and I think people are really going to enjoy it. The book is called The Long Walk Back Home, A Quest for Freedom by author Douglas Davis from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes, online, as well as at the brick-and-mortar stores. Those are just a few of the locations. And Douglas, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. My uh, email is at the end of the book. If you should get it, I'd love to hear from each person who has feelings about this book. Sometimes God calls us to to, to do things uh, in, in dreams. And, and that's, I think, where this next book uh, started. The, the book is called A Donkey's Dream by author Paul Carrico from Christian Faith Publishing. Paul, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for giving me a chance. Now tell everybody a, a little bit about your book. It's about the donkey that carried Jesus into Jerusalem when his triumphal entry, if you will, into, into Jerusalem, his his experience. Uh, and, of course, this all this all came to him in a dream prior to the actual happening, but it's about that particular time, and so uh, he had this dream, and then it was fulfilled in, in the following day. I was so emotionally attached to it myself in, in, a, in the part where the donkey was trying to carry Jesus away from Jerusalem so he wouldn't be crucified that I had stopped and wiped the tears out of my eyes in order to continue with it. But uh, that's what it's about and the different things that uh, happens during the next three days to the uh, crucifixion and the resurrection. I think it's a great little book to read to children, and it has an adult message to it also. Now, how was it working with Christian Faith Publishing to to be able to get this book uh, published and, and to be able to see it come to life on the page? How was it working with them? Uh, well, it was it was great. Uh, after well, it sat dormant for about five years, and I felt like I was uh, that one servant in the scripture that went and bearded the talent that God had given, and I, I said I've got to do something. So I I saw this company advertised. I I got all the stuff together uh, and prayed about it, and I said. Uh, that, Holy Spirit, you gave it to me. So if it's to be something published, why well, it's all in your hands. And I, I mailed it to them, and uh, right away they began uh, showing interest in it. And so we, over a period of time, uh, of course, uh, my writing and my grammar had uh, multiple <laughs> <laughs> needs for correction. 
but uh, anyway, we got through it, and then we got through the illustrations, and, and they were very professional in, in the way they handled it. You know, we, we had some disagreements over a few things, but that's to be expected, but they worked well. Now, when people read this book, uh, A Donkey's Dream, what do you hope is the most important message that they get uh, from reading this story? Well, it will enlighten children on what uh, uh, Christ went through in, in that short period of time and how instrumental just one little donkey could be in fulfilling God's purpose. And, of course, the uh, last words that uh, I've said that had to be in, in this book after after the uh, at the end, the donkey wanted to speak to people if he could and ask, what will you do with Jesus? And that's that's the most important part about the whole book is the donkey did what he could for Jesus. We have the message of Jesus given to everyone that reads this, and they have to answer that question themselves. Well, what will they do with Jesus? I think this is a, a wonderful book. Kids are going to love it. And like you said, it has a, a message and a story even adults are going to enjoy as well. The book is called A Donkey's Dream by author Paul Carrico from Christian Faith Publishing. I encourage everyone to pick up your copy today. Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, iTunes online, as well as at the brick and mortar stores. Those are just a, a few of the locations. And Paul, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us for the Friday Night Author Roundtable. We'll be back next week with another great group of talented authors to discuss their books, their process, and their accomplishments. Have a great weekend, everyone.